Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Janice Tunnell, for today, Sunday, March 25th. We thank you guys for tuning in. If you have a comment or question for tonight's guest or for one of us, you can give us a call at 914-803-4399. Again, that's 914-803-4399. Be sure to press the option to speak with the host. Um, We are excited about tonight's show. It's a topic that's near and dear to our hearts, so Before we jump into that, I want to turn it over to Denise for the beauty news. I'm sorry, I was on mute. I'm on mute. Sorry about that. Uh, Good evening, everyone, and once again, welcome to the show. Uh, PBA Beauty Changes Lives. PBA Beauty Changes Lives and the International SBA Association have joined forces to launch the Get Your Dream Job campaign to elevate and celebrate careers in the beauty and wellness industry. This campaign is a collaboration of nearly a dozen industry organizations creating a global call to action for spas, salons, clubs, and schools to promote extraordinary beauty and wellness career opportunities. Um, You can check out uh, more information about this passion project by going to probeauty.org. Again, that's probeauty.org. And then coming soon next month is IMAS New York, April 12th through uh, the 15th at Pier 94 in New York City. Um, tickets are available uh, for that show uh, right now. You can go to imas.net uh, for more information as well as to get tickets. On Thursday, April 12th, there will be um, master classes. Friday, excuse me, Friday, April 13th is a pro card event. If you do not have a pro card to receive discounts into the shows uh, or free admissions into the shows, you can go to makeupmag.com, makeupmag.com. And then on Saturday and Sunday, April 14th through the 15th, will will be the actual uh, trade show. I believe it opens up at, I believe, 8 a.m. or 9 a.m. on Saturday. And then... um, 10 a.m. on Sunday, but closing at 5 p.m. on each uh, on each night. Okay, and I have um, I have a class announcement on May 5th through 6th this year in the Washington D.C. area. Uh, Tiffany Lumpkin will be having a 
uh, Creative Career Workshop. It's a two-day intense workshop on how to successfully expand your professional creative career as a hair and makeup artist. In collaboration with former Marine-turned-celebrity commercial photographer Cedric Terrell um, and Tiffany, who's a former medical student, will discuss how to transition from a traditional job to a successful creative career. The workshop will cover her experience in print, television, and film, giving you the opportunity to ask questions along the way. Attendees will also have the opportunity to participate in all aspects to gain experience. This is a beginner's intermediate workshop that is designed to provide comprehensive training and reinforce the basic, basic skills that are required to work at a professional level. Um, and if you need more information and details on it, you can go to www.tiffanylumpkin.com forward slash workshop. And so she spells her name T-I-F-F-A-N-Y-L-U-M-P-K-I-N.com. All right, tonight's guest. Are you, you are you there? Can you hear us? I am here. Okay. Cool. So our tonight's guest is Ms. Gazi Olandu Young. Welcome to the show. Thank you both for having me. I'm so happy to be on tonight. <laughs> well, we are glad that you were able to come on with us tonight. Um like I said earlier, this is a a subject or a topic that's near and dear to our hearts. Um, tonight we're talking all about the film and television makeup artists. And um, so it's something that we all know um, very, you know, we all know this subject very well. Um, so first we just, want to, we just want to jump into the conversation, but first I just want to have you um, guys just kind of quickly uh, introduce yourself to those who, who may not know who you are. Yes, I am... Um... Ngazi Olandi Young, makeup artist for film and TV. Um, I have been so blessed to be able to have a career in um, primarily film and television, and I've worked on things like um, The Wire and Bessie for HBO. Um, um, like I always hate when I do this, but I always forget everything. <laughs> Step up to right. uh, <laughs> exactly. Step up to um and a a ton of other projects. So, um yeah, I mean, you know, we've done about everything, y'all. <laughs> so, I know, right? <laughs> you yeah, know, we've done just is, about everything. And you know, and just like you said, it um it really has been it's been a blessing. And the thing that's so amazing about all of us, actually, is started at a time when, you know, the areas where we lived or where we live, um, you know, it's not like it was New York or if it was L.A., you know, mm-hmm. where film and TV projects were going on all the time. But we lived in areas and were still able to um, begin as a, a career, you know, that we're still in. And yeah. I think that's an amazing blessing, but I also feel like, you know, those makeup artists who are out there who may live in areas um, where film and TV is not a big thing or any form of entertainment is not a big thing, you know, it's still possible. And all you mm-hmm. have to do is just, take, you know, take those steps. Um, does, you know, just because you may live in an area where film is not, you know, a big thing, you can still do it. Yeah. It's you know, so true. You I mean, it's, it's... oh, you can go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm, I was finished. 
Oh, no, no, I was just going to say it's all, I mean, exactly what you said. And even now where people may think, oh, goodness, it's so saturated. And I don't live in, you know, one of those big production cities. How can I break in? Like, do I need to move? And, you know, for some people, like I've had students who have moved and they and they are, you know, working nonstop. But then I have some others that haven't moved, and they're also working nonstop. So I think it's just always about being persistent and consistent as well, but not just like, okay, I'm making a plan. Who am I going to hit, you know, this week? Or, you know, where am I going to go to find out information about this? And, you know, just constantly being in it, and, it, you know, it'll come. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, we kind of want to jump into – this whole, and it will probably be jumping around a lot, but we want to jump into this this career as a makeup artist for a film and TV. You know, people think it's so glamorous. Um, and I was just sharing mm. with someone the other day, they were they were asking about it. I was like, you know, people think it's so glamorous. And I'm still trying to figure out that part. <laughs> but you know, they don't even <laughs> they don't even realize. You know, I think it's I think it's glamorous to people because you get to work with famous TV and film stars. You know, but right. it, I don't think they realize the work that actually goes in in that. You know, um, mm-hmm. the long hours. Um, you know, and I think you know they hear us talk about long hours all the time, so they think, oh, okay, long hours. Okay, I got that. I can handle that. You know, but it's 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 long hours and it's sometimes crazy working conditions. It's not like we go in a, you know, a, you know, we're shooting in like a nice, you know, studio or stage that's like really clean and you know <laughs> we're breathing fresh air and all that. You know what I mean? Like the good stuff. Yeah. Sometimes we're in buildings that, you know, and they have asbestos in those buildings, and we may say to the yeah. production, you know, there is there asbestos in the building? They're like. No, and we're like, show us the report, and you never see a report Um, because they really don't know if there is or not. You know what I mean? And so it's just like all these things, and then working out, you know, you mentioned The Wire. i never forget um, Debbie Young, the makeup department head for The Wire. I remember one time um, I was called in, so I was called in a little later. You know, she and the other artists had already been there. They called me in a little later. I was supposed to come in and just work eight hours and leave. And, um, <laughs> right, I'm la- you can laugh now, girl. I wanted to cry that night. But uh, <laughs> so, um, late, you know, and it was already cold that day, you know, whatever. No big deal. You know, we can, we've done this before, you know, cold, whatever. So then later that evening she says to me, normally I'm thinking that she's telling me, okay, you know, it's time for me to rap. And she's telling me that, um She's like, you know, hey, I hadn't, you know, hadn't been home early to, you know, spend time with my husband or whatever, you know, and I'm like, oh, wow, you know, okay. She she says, so you want to stay and work and I just leave at, you know, at this time? And I'm like, okay, that's fine. You know, go home. (laughs) Spend time with your husband. Lord have mercy. (laughs) I had to think twice, honey, the next time I say, okay, you know, about something like that. When I tell you that temperature dropped well below zero that night. Oh, yes. Oh yeah, I think it was like I think it was like 15 degrees below zero, and the actors were oh, in goodness. shorts because it was supposed to be summertime. And I'm telling you, I never prayed so hard at work before ever. <laughs> yeah, those conditions. <laughs> so you know, people they don't pay attention. Like I had this girl um, 
back in September, no, maybe, I guess it was about maybe October or whatever. You know how, like, September, October, it's warm during the day, but it may get yes. cold at night? Freezing at night, you know, absolutely. She came to set, and everything was out. Her chest was all oh, the way goodness. out, just this thin lace stuff. And I had probably, <laughs> like, every jacket and coat that I owned yes. there with me. Yeah, you know, just in yeah, case the weather too. changes. Yeah, just, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. you know, just in case. Something happens. I have this. If it if I get too hot, I have this. You know, and so I had I had given the girl a coat, hat, gloves, everything because we were gonna be we were gonna be working at night all night. Mm, I'm like, mm, oh my mm. god, you know. So people yeah. don't people don't don't really realize the the working conditions. Um, you know how you need to be dressed. Uh, so I just want to yes. talk a little bit about. You know, when you come to set for the first time, you know, people, you know, the makeup department head or the key may only tell you what to bring as far as, um, you know, your kit is concerned. These, This is what you're going to be doing, so you bring a kit. But speak a little bit about how you need to be prepared when you come to set, and then when you come to set, you know, what you need to be prepared to do, not just, I mean, I know you're going to be doing makeup and you're going to have specific instructions, but as a makeup mm-hmm. artist, what should we be prepared to do? Yeah, I honestly feel like the way I was trained, it's so funny you brought up Debbie Young, of course, you know, my mentor and my mama-in-law and, you know, I know you all love her as well. I remember she, I remember her telling me, you know, people would look at us like we were crazy when we would be like lugging and schlepping everything but you really don't want to leave a thing. I have been on a project where it's like, oh, no, it's just light makeup. The next thing you know, you know, they need blood or bruising. And I'm like, what, like, what in the world? You know what I mean? And I right. I know, you know, that little voice that's like, you know what, I should probably bring, or I usually, like, no matter what, this is my safety thing. This is what I teach my members in my program. I'm like, if you're going to do just, you know, a certain kind of look, I get it, but you always have to have a little bit of something just in case you never know what's going to happen. Like, I still will have a little bit of, you know, um, some special effects stuff in my bag, although I know I'm just doing beauty, but just in case, just a Mm -hmm. little something, because you never know what's going to happen, and half the time, if you're coming in to do background or something like that, you know, you don't get a script, (laughs) so you really don't know what's going on. You, You make it sides or something once you land. But, you know, you really have to be ready for any and everything. And I feel like that's what sets apart makeup artists who get called, you know, more than others. So it's almost mm-hmm. like I know people might think, oh, you're crazy, you're OCD, you're overdoing it. Uh-uh. I still I bring everything. I still do. Mm-hmm. And you may be in smaller, in smaller containers now that I feel, you know, more confident <laughs> and been, have been doing this for a while now. But um, I would not change that. That's one thing I would I would always prepare for any and everything, just in small batches, though. You know. Um, yeah. And the same the same thing with clothing. Like you said, uh, I was one of those girls when I first started. I'm you know coming to set with you know cute little skirts on and <laughs> little toes out when we could wear our toes out, but we can't anymore. Um, right. But it, it it really does change your life because once you see one rat in the alley of where you're shooting, <laughs> right. and you're you know, your pedicure is gleaming in that light. You're like, oh, hell no. <laughs> That's not cute. <laughs> you, know, you need to see one thing to change your life. And you're like, you know what, close toe shoes from now on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, my God. You're so right. 
But, you know, yes, speaking yes. about bringing everything to work, years ago I went to this seminar in Northern Virginia, and I cannot remember that the makeup artist's name. She was out of Florida, and she created the only thing I remember about her is that, and I'm sure if I Googled this, I would come up with her name, but she created the, you know how when you watch college uh, basketball uh, or football, mainly you see it in, in um, basketball, like college sports, and they have their faces painted. Um, yeah. Uh, they have their faces painted, you know, like whatever the team colors or whatever. Well, she created a product um, that was used to do that. And I cannot think of her name, but she told the story. She used to work in Hollywood all the time. She was from Florida, though. She worked in Hollywood all the time, and she would always show up on the job, and it would maybe be like two or three other makeup artists as well. And they like somebody would ask for something. The, the talent would ask for something or the producer would ask for something, and nobody would have it except her. Mm. Mm. She you said, see? you know, she carried everything, and she would always yep. have everything. And from that day, early on in my career, I started packing my kit with everything. Yeah. So then people would always people would always joke and make fun of like, oh, Janice always has this. She always has this. And that's where <laughs> I learned that from. I would always yep. have anything that you could possibly think of, I would yep. have. Because you're right. That's what separates you from the next one, you know. Yep. And sometimes it doesn't look good. Like if you're you know, if you're on a movie, I remember being on a movie and there was another makeup artist who was the main actor's personal. But every time mm-hmm. the actress would ask her for something, she never had it. Mm-hmm. And then I was always pulling stuff out of my kit to give it to her. And I just felt like, you know, when you're somebody's personal, that really shouldn't right. be happening. <laughs> you know exactly. what I mean? <laughs> exactly. So, no. So I think it's important that makeup artists learn to just plan for anything. Because, like, to this day, when I go, especially if I'm working on additionals, if they say, oh, you're going to only be doing this, you don't need a whole lot, just bring some tattoo cover and some, some you know, lipsticks or whatever, and mm-hmm. that's all you pack. But in the trunk of my car, especially when, when my car is yep. parked close by, in the trunk of my car I have all the other stuff. So if I need it, I exactly. can quickly run and get it. Exactly. That's so true. And that's what I was going to add on and say. It's also, you know, I've, you know, I've been on jobs, like I said, early on, but they're like, oh, my goodness, you're bringing too much stuff. You know, you don't want to have too much and you're taking up space if you are in, working in a trailer, you know, or somewhere where there's, you know, tight quarters and you're just day playing. You're right. You do just want to leave it in your car or, like I said, you know, pack it into, you know, small containers just so you have enough mm-hmm. to, you know, get you through if an emergency does happen. So. Absolutely. Right, you know, exactly. you know when it when it comes to packing a lot of stuff, I never, I always felt like I never wanted to disappoint. So I always mm. felt like if I brought everything, then mm. even you know if it was something that somebody didn't ask for it, but if they did ask for it, I always had it. I always looked like the one that was like prepared. I always looked like the one that you could always yes. come to because I had everything. <laughs> and now, I don't know, I think it's more of a burden now when I think about it, but still, you know, people yeah. come to you for everything. Nail clippers, you know, eye drops, yep. uh, band-aids, <laughs> Tylenol, <Yep>. you know. <laughs> but I always wanted to be prepared, though, especially when you're working on the trailer. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 
So let's talk a little bit because, you know, we're talking about some of the things like, like we, that we've learned early on in our career, you know, how to just have everything and how to come to work, you know, and I, I think about, because when I gave the example of the young lady earlier and I said, you know, everything was out, you know, you, you have to think about makeup artists who come from, and we've all been, we've all been there, so this is no attack on anybody, but, you know, who come from like maybe working at the counters at the department store or uh, makeup artists who may have come from, I don't know, just working, you know, they just they freelance all the time, and so they find themselves on various types of jobs but not film yes. and television. So now they're transitioning into film and television, but they're still coming um, the same way they go when they go to the makeup counter or when they go to some of their other jobs. And they may not really know what it's like really on a film and television set, you know, they, Mm -hmm. they've always wanted to do it because a lot of, sometimes people want to, sometimes people want to do film and TV because they want to see their names in the credits. Mm -hmm. Um, They have, Mm -hmm. some people have various, some people have various reasons why they want to do it. Some want to do it because that's what they really want to do, but they may have started elsewhere. So let's talk a little bit about set etiquette. Cause like my sister talks a lot before about, um, back in the day when she used to do a lot of music video. And I know listening to some of those stories that what they were doing on music video sets, Mm. talking and all kinds of things, like you couldn't do that on a film and television set. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what do you all, let's talk a little bit about set etiquette and, and sometimes how we have to forget everything we learned before when we used to work on that music video set or that, you know, when we were at the Mac store or or wherever, now we're on a feature film and television set. You know, how yes. do we how do we carry ourselves? What, what do we what are we doing different? I I will say this with my and I'm only talking from my experience because that's all I've had <laughs> with my experience and I have <laughs> and I, I I came from the counter. I w- I worked for Mac and Stila and. Pre- Descriptive. Like I was working up in a department store for about eight, nine years before I did film and mm-hmm. TV, and it definitely was an adjustment. Um, and I would say this: it's almost like you're not to say you have to not be yourself, but you really have to be aware of how you may occur to mm-hmm. uh, people around you. And I just remember my first day working on um, head of state. I was just like, oh my goodness, there's so much going on and I I felt like you know at times I was in the way and I'm like this is different from the counter because it wasn't I feel like at the counter people were coming up because it's like not to say it's all about you but at Mac it was just like hey you know the customers are like I want to go to the girl who I can feel like I can relate to or you know whomever may be available to have you so you know it was almost like I'm, I'm there to you know serve the customer get them to purchase things whatever whatever but on a film set you know, it, it wasn't about me. It was just mm-hmm. almost like, okay, like, if there's something bigger here, and this is a team effort that they're building, and every mm-hmm. job matters. Not to say every, not to say every job doesn't matter. You know, at a counter or something like that. But this is like, it's 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 the real deal here. Like, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, um, mm-hmm. I mean, as far as your timing, as far as you know, where you're sitting, where you're walking, who you're talking to, are you in the way here? 
it was crazy for me. I remember being like, oh, my goodness, can I handle this? There's so much going on. So that was a bit of a shocker for me my first day on a feature film set. And mm-hmm. and I will say, you know, of course, you know, I'm like, yeah, you know, you want to look nice, you want to present yourself in a certain way and blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, you know, coming from a Mac where it's like, you know, sexy, all black mm-hmm. and, you know, mm-hmm. that, that, you know, that was like the thing, you want to look striking. Um, it was different from a film set. I'm like, okay, I'm going to be wearing something for at least 15 hours. We're going to mm-hmm. be, you know, out, outside. It was summertime. Um, during head of state, I know you all remember that. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, yes. So, so it's like you know you want to be comfortable, but you don't want to be too hot, and you don't want to be naked as well. <laughs> so it's right. just trying to find that balance. I just felt like I constantly was trying to find my balance in what I was wearing, find my balance in where where I was standing, and you know making sure um, you know I was being attentive and not in the way. And I really didn't want to let down. Uh, you know, Debbie at the time of, I mean, not at all, of course, but, you know, I just knew that I was like, okay, really, really good job. And I'm not going to talk to anyone because I want to be focused. And I remember right. um, years later on the wire and things like that, um, you know, she told me and so did um, a few others. They were like, hey, you know, you should kind of relax. You should talk to people. Like, you kind of have a good personality. But I was just so, I just didn't want anyone to think I was talking too much or I think I overdid it. I just closed off the right. too much and just made it made it completely about the job. But um, so it was mainly just, you know, trying to find, you know, that balance because you don't want to be the one in there schmoozing and talking to the producers or the director or the actors mm-hmm. as well, you know what I mean? Just, you know, if a conversation happened organically, of course, you know, but I've also witnessed people whose first day, they're like, oh, my God, can you introduce me to such and such? I want to see them so bad. I'm like, okay. I'm like, girl, sit your tail down. Like, right. pass me right. a sponge. <laughs> right. You know? So, you That's know, some, so people just have, some people just have their motives, and I know that they may get excited, but, um, and I'm not trying to say I'm ungrateful or jaded or anything, but there's really, um, you know, no one who I've worked with or who I want to work with. I'm like, oh, my goodness, like, I'm going to, you know, just right. that much of a fan of. It's it's just, it's work. Like, um, you know, like you said, we are clipping nails. We're cutting ear hairs. We're cutting nose mm-hmm. hairs. Like, we are, <laughs> we're down and dirty. So someone may look, right. you know attractive on TV, but we're like, okay, you know, right now, and I want you to look your best and have a nice day. Next, you know? Yep, exactly. Um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, but in the same breath to say, you know, I've had, I have some wonderful relationships for people from, you know, people I've worked with crew and cast. So, you know, great mm-hmm. organic relationships can happen as well. So, um, you know, so I know I'm talking a lot. <laughs> No, but you know, but you've made some great points, and I just wanted to um, add a little bit to that because you were saying, you know, some people, you know, they have their own agendas and things like that. But you know, sometimes I find, and it it's kind of hard sometimes for me to say something to people when I see this mm. because I don't want people to feel like I'm telling them not to be themselves. But mm. you have to sometimes learn how to tone yourself down sometimes. You mm-hmm. know, um, I've seen people come on, you know, they they may be the third or, the, or working in the background or something, and then you need them to step up to the next 
position higher because somebody is leaving or something like that. And so, you know, when you get in those positions, you know, sometimes your role changes. Like if you're working in the background, your focus is just on the background. But if somebody invites you to come on to the trailer to work, you're part of you're part of the you know the you're working with the key or the department head or you are now the key or something like that, your role changes. And so, you know, you need to be a little less chatty and playful with everybody, and it's time to get serious because, you know, you have to support the department head mm-hmm. in more ways mm-hmm. than one. You know what I mean? As well as yeah. continue to do your job with making up whoever you're responsible for. You know, yep. but, you know, I, I feel like some of the makeup artists now um, – and I'm just speaking from an experience that I've had where somebody, the key is leaving, okay, and somebody moves up into the key spot, and now they're the key, and then as soon as the movie is over, they're so ready to put on their resume that they were the key to go out to IMDb <laughs> and put out there that they're the key, and and they didn't work as the key as long as the original key. Mm. You know, you mm. don't know how the production is going to credit that, yeah. you know, the first key, you know, if, if they're going to give the key credit to the first person or if they're going to give it to the second, you don't know. So mm. meanwhile, you're out there putting that you're the key out there on IMDb, but what if the other person gets the credit and you come up uncredited? Mm. And if it's, mm. if you have if you have that you are the key for such and such movie and it says uncredited, that's gonna look real stupid. Yeah, yeah. So I just feel that's like people true. need to first of all just do the job, and yeah. and don't worry about what your title is gonna be, you know, mm-hmm. and, and trying to get to know everybody, all the actors, and you know just in everyone's face and all, all over the place. You know, people mm-hmm. people love people who are, you know, you can be friendly and not be all over the place. You know what I mean? You can <laughs> speak to everybody, have conversations with everybody, and not be all over the place. But then you have the other ones where everything's always a party and we're having fun all the time. You know, the kind of thing to me, I believe, needs to be toned down. Mhm, mm-hmm. yeah, because it's it because it could definitely turn to be unprofessional when it is mm-hmm. you know a mm-hmm. a party <laughs> in so many right. words and 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 it's and it's always so funny because we're in this great creative space, and it's like, yes, you know, this is in corporate America, and we're having a great time, we're making a you know big fantasy come true, we're telling a story, but at the same time, we're here to do a job, so you know you mm-hmm. don't want to be too crazy and rigid. But at the same time, mm-hmm. you know, you do want to keep it professional. So it's definitely a thin line. I do agree with that. Um, it, it can, I've seen, <laughs> we've seen some ooh, crazy things. Um, mm-hmm. It's been crazy. And that, yeah, it, it really has. But I, I think, like you said, it's just, um, and there are just some people who do, I mean, that's just who they are. Even if they were working in a law firm, like, it would be like, hey, it's always a party. So, you right. know, that's just, that might just be who they are and some something like that might work for you as a department head and, 
you know, may not work for another department head. So it's just, you know, making sure that you're around people who you just, who you can really be around for 15, 18 hour days for six right. months. <laughs> you know? Right. And that's what, and that's the reason, whole reason why I said, you know, it's hard to speak to people about it because you know mm-hmm. that for some people, you know that that's who they are, but mm. that may have worked more when you worked at the department store that, you know, yep. at the counter that might work better there versus here on set. Yeah. You know, because You're right. especially if, if that slows you down and, and prevents you from getting your work done in a timely manner. Yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right. I have definitely had to pull up people who I'm like, okay, we we're, we have a ton of background we're doing, or a ton of principles. I'm like, okay, where's such and such? And they're like over crafty chat, and you know, I'm like, really? Mm-hmm. You know, like, mm-hmm. and they're looking like, oh, oh, you needed me? I'm like, are you, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're stuff in your face and, you know, chatting and crafty. It's just not, I'm telling you, you know. That craft service yeah. is cool. <laughs> I'll tell you. <laughs> That's the right. meeting spot. <laughs> but I think one thing I, want, I wanted to point out as far as set etiquette, and this is so important because I've been coming across this issue probably like the, the last two jobs I've, I've day played on. And one is the, the one thing I wanted to bring out is please don't do drugs on set. It's not funny. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, I, mean, I mean, you know, with your already smoking is not allowed on set. Cigarettes, no kind of smoking is allowed on set. So even mm. if you have your like your cigarette, the little vapor things, little vapor pipes or whatever, that's not allowed on set. Your little weed vapor pipes aren't allowed on set. Your little vapor pens, none of that's allowed on set. Mm. Smoking weed, when you're not on set but you're outside of the door from set, that's not allowed. <laughs> whatever you know, Whatever property you're on, whether you're at a stage, whether you're on location at somebody's home, or um, wherever the case may be at a school, wherever you are, wherever you're shooting, drugs are not allowed. I've seen a whole grip department get fired because mm. people were smoking weed at a hospital. Mm. Wow. Wow. And it's you so know what to add to ridiculous. that? <laughs> to, add, to add to that, if the actors are in their trailer, you know, when they have a break, and they're smoking weed or whatever they mm. do, drinking or whatever they're doing in their trailer, and you have as you as the makeup artist or hairstylist um, happen to be really cool with that actor and you're decided you're going to go on their trailer during their break and mm. now you're smoking and you're drinking, that's not acceptable. Because mm. guess what? Yeah. They'll you you they'll get rid of you and the actor will still be there because they need the actor to make their movie. Exactly. First, first like, of all, first of, first of all, stay off of the actor's trailers. Period. Unless for some that. reason that actor invites you in there to like, oh, she, they needed you know lotion or something or so, there was something mm-hmm. you forgot. They wanted to come to their trailer to finish their hair or to put their lash on or something. But other than that, just stay off the actor's trailer. Yeah, and if if, yeah. if you if, if if you were invited on their trailer and they start doing stuff like that, leave. 
yeah. it's just the right thing to do. Leave. Yeah, using your best judgment. <laughs> yep. Yep. If you if you think once that you shouldn't do it, then don't do it. Exactly. Absolutely. Now, before we take a break, I wanted to uh, talk a little bit about continuity and the and how important it is. Um, you know, when you're working on film and television set, I mean, if you're trying to tell a story and you're shooting it out of order, you de- continuity is definitely um, something in, important. And if you don't believe me, <laughs> try not having a photo <laughs> of something mm. that you shot two weeks ago and you're getting ready Ooh. to right you're getting ready to do shoot that same script day the very next scene after the one you did two weeks before and you don't have a picture <laughs> right like, <laughs> like I said the things that separate certain makeup artists from others and hairstylists yeah. from others you're right exactly. and, and, and here's the thing as the makeup artist, you can't depend on the hair department. Sometimes we we, we will. If, if it's missing for some reason, we'll go to the hair department. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is you can't depend on the hair department to always have it, and you can't depend on the wardrobe department to always have it because guess what? I've worked on the show before. I yeah. took the picture, but what happened is we were kind of late putting our book together, and so there was mm. one picture left that we couldn't identify, and we didn't know what you know, what day it was, what script day it was, you know, what scene. So we just had it sitting in the little pocket and oh. the notebook. <laughs> right. And then um, one day on set, there was a wardrobe issue, and the wardrobe department didn't have a picture. The script supervisor didn't have a picture. So the director turns around and looks at makeup, and say, oh, do you all have a picture? I'm like, yeah, we have a picture. Then I go, go back to the trailer, get the book. I don't see a picture. And so we had to go back and say, we have to go back and say, we don't have a picture either. So it went on and on. Everybody's trying to figure it out. And then the, um, I forget the the guy, what position he has, but, um, I guess it was like the DIT guy, except he wasn't on set. He was like back on base, but he was able to go through and like print, like pull up all the scenes and stuff. And Mm. as Mm. he's pulling up the scenes and I'm standing there with him, it hits me. Wait a minute. I have that picture. And I go into my notebook and pull it. There's a picture. I just didn't, I just didn't know the day and the scene. Right. So I had the picture. It just wasn't marked. So one, yep. you have to have the picture, and then two, it has to be marked properly. Yep. You know, exactly. and it, thank God it wasn't. Thank God it wasn't a makeup issue, but the director was looking at every department to get the mm. picture, and no, nobody had it. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Right. And and that's and that's what happens. Like you said, you get backed up. You you know, and and one thing I remember I used to do is, and it does get a little. Uh, crazy. I remember one little trick I used to do. I used to take a picture of, you know, whatever was in the scene and then take a picture of, you know, like the um, or right, right in my eye photo, like what day and scene it was, like a little rough copy of it, just so I won't, mm-hmm. you know, 
uh, get backed up. Well, if I did get backed up, I know that it's in order in my photos on my cell phone. But, no, you're right, that does right. happen, especially with the tangible photos. I mean, I went from putting them in Ziploc bags and putting the sides in there. <laughs> Just mm-hmm. so that when you go back, <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. definitely um, not the not the most professional thing, but I'm like, I need to do something so my, you know, I can't rely on my memory. Right. <laughs> I miss, you I miss know, Polaroids and Sharpies. That's and what I was getting ring. ready to say. I wish I wish we would go back to the Polaroids and that photo ring because, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it was just so easy to me then. Um, I feel like now with, with cell phones and tablets, taking pictures, um, to me it's just as much work. And the only thing is is we're not printing. Yeah. We're still not writing on them. Anymore. Yeah. Yeah, we're still writing on them. So, I mean, and if it's not done, if you don't write on them, you know, like right away or get that information on them right away, if you get backed up, you can get lost. So true. That is so true. Mhm. And I mean, and everybody has their way of doing it. Everybody has their little system. Um, I personally like to take pictures of everything that we shoot, meaning, you know, you, we might shoot day two, scene 10 today, and then two weeks later we might shoot day two, scene 11. Just because we shot scene 10 on day two, we already have a picture of the actress from day two. No. You'll still take that photo. It, I still take that photo because mm-hmm. from, you know, between scene 10 and the beginning of scene 11, um, anything could have changed. Because, mm. you know, that's two weeks in between. Facial hair, you know, on men. Yeah. Grown out. Um, yeah. Any little thing. So, um, you know, it, it's just, it's just, you know, you just can't match everything back to that one picture. Now, most people do. Most people do it that way. I just like to mm-hmm. do it. Um, I just like to take pictures of every single, every single scene. Go ahead. You better than me. Go ahead. Right. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Most people don't do that. I'm like, because it, it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. So, anyway, that's continuity. Um, anything, anything, has anybody have any, had any negative experiences with, with continuity besides my little story? <laughs> of course. Um, I, I was going to say, I, I have, too. I mean, as far as, make sure your continuity pictures are clear. How about that? Yeah. Oh, my Close God, yes. Yeah. And if you, you know, you have a female have her eyes closed because, you know, there are times when I filled in for the key and I'm like, what is this? And they're like, yeah, you know, you can't really talk to the key because they may be, you know, unavailable and they just leave a photograph with no diagram or anything. And I'm, and you, you really have to, you know, wing it. <laughs> and you're like, okay, their eyes mm-hmm. are open. I don't know what's on her eyelid. You know, you have 10 colors in this eyeshadow palette. You know, <laughs> it's just like. You really right. have to you have to be a magician. So just, you know, clear photographs. I know the lighting isn't always the best, you know, on set or, you know, in a stage, of course, but just something. Get them in the trailer. Just just make sure that when you are doing your continuity that, you know, you're thinking, Okay, if I am not here to do this, this isn't just for continuity, 
you know, for continuity for, oh, let me make sure the days and everything, the script days and everything are matching. It's like, let me make sure that if I'm not here, someone else can redo this. And some people actually don't like to do that because they want to block, you know. I I know people Mm -hmm. purposely who won't tell you everything that they put on their after because they don't want you to know. Yeah, I mean, it's just so silly. Right. Silly, silly, right. silly right. stuff that people people might do to sabotage, you know, someone else, and they're really sabotaging themselves in the end. So it's, um, right. it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. And Absolutely. I agree with you guys. Like, clear pictures are good. Making sure you get pictures with the eyes closed. Um, if you – making sure you get a picture at least with um, – uh, the hand in the photo, especially if there's yes. something on the nails. Um, but sometimes yes. even when there's nothing on the nails, it's still still good to get that hand photo just in case. Um, yep. You know, and then for the men, if they have facial hair, I like to get them, you know, straight on. And then I like to have them, like, turn to the side so I can get a side mm-hmm. view of what, you know, the facial hair looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, but But definitely clear photos. It shouldn't be something where the actor is doing something stupid and half of the face is turned around. Like, you know, I know actors like to do crazy stuff because half of the time they don't want you to take their picture, but you have to get a clear picture in you order for that to. makeup to be matched, if, you know, for different person. Even if it's you doing it again, you know, we write stuff down so that we don't have to remember everything, you know, so you have to get pictures. Yeah, and, and I will say this. I remember when I first started and I did have to do continuity pictures, I used to get so anxious. I used to be like, oh, my goodness, I have to bother them. Oh, like I have to go in and get a continuity photo. You know what I mean? <laughs> but it's like, you know, just like, you know, props in every other department, they have to go in and get their photo. I'm like, you know, come on. like. And I remember I had this one act, and they were always, like, blowing their eyes like, oh. You know, and I'm just like, you know what? <laughs> I'm trying to do my job. So it's like you just have to push right. past all of that. You know, push past all of that, get that photo, get it nice and tight, um, you know, get what you need and get out of there. So I remember um, a few times, like, when we would do, I can't remember, was it the wire? It wasn't on Step So Many, Step Up Two, because we had so many dancers. We would just take them all in the trailer, <laughs> like, as soon as we're done, just so we wouldn't have to, you know, line them up right Doing after the scene and things exactly like I remember we would do some in the trailer because you know their looks were pretty simple um it wasn't anything crazy that changed or anything but um we would just take them right in the trailer and just be done with it Mhm. yeah you know I mean that, and that doesn't always work you know with every uh every project of course but I know with that we would always have uh like 20 30 day players or something. I can't even remember how many we would have on a daily basis. Yeah. Well, you know, one, one thing we started doing on step up the television show uh, last year, we kind of put up um, some fabric, like black fabric on one of the closet doors. And we Mm. started taking um, the um, black fabric right there in the trailer. Photo shoot. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Good lighting. It was a better it was a better lighting. Mhm. Yeah. That's great. And you're right, on those on those dance shows it's a lot of people all the time. And so mm-hmm. it can be a lot trying to run around and chase people to get pictures. Yes. 
Yes. Well, I always say, God help the person doing continuity. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> no, but on that show, we had, a, we had a good person. She 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 got those pictures. She didn't play with those people. She got her pictures. That's so good. All right, we're going to take a... We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Beauty Talk Radio, hosted by your favorite twin celebrity makeup artists, Janice and Denise Tunnell, is celebrating 10 years, and we simply want to say thank you to all of our guests, our sponsors, and supporters who have taken the journey with us. Because of your support, we've been able to bring you conversations, beauty and skincare tips from the industry's finest, and so many more. Sam Fine, Australian makeup artist Ray Morris, James Vincent, V. Neal, Nigeria's own Lola Maja, Kevin James Bennett, Rocky Cosetti, Marietta Carter Narcisse, Tim Bukharin, Mickey Taylor, formerly of Essence Magazine, AJ Crimson, Michael Develis, Suzanne Patterson, Larry Sims, Denisa Myricks, Melissa Street, Michael Key of Makeup Artist Magazine, Camille Friend Rochard, Naja Riquette, Bernadette Thompson, and so many more. We're celebrating 10 years, and we're so excited about what's to come for Beauty Talk Radio. Millions listen live and via iTunes downloads from around the world. So we have to say thank you to our listeners in the U.S., of course, the U.K., Australia, Ghana, Russia, South Africa, Uganda. Brazil, South Korea, Ireland, Canada, Sweden, the Bahamas, and so many other parts of the world. Are you following us on social media? We're on Instagram at beauty underscore talk underscore media. We're also on Twitter at beauty underscore talk. And we can't forget about Facebook, beauty talk online. We're celebrating 10 years. We're excited about where we're going and we know you are too. Now, guys, tell me, um, what do you think makes a great film and television makeup artist? I would say someone who is able to adapt and adjust and be flexible. Uh, that, to me, that is always the best one. I just feel like people who are so um, set in their ways are so like, oh, no, this has to be this way. Of course, you know, things mm-hmm. with safety and things that are in your contract. And, you know, people playing with your money, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those mm-hmm. things that you have to, you know, um, definitely put your foot down on and just be like, hey, I'm not budging because of this, whatever. But, I mean, if it's like, hey, you know what, um, you know, you got to move over here to do this or are you able to. I just find in what I've seen in doing this for, you know, 18 years <laughs> that mm-hmm. um, that's what I feel like are the best leaders, um, they're able to think on their feet, they're able to be like to problem solve, um, just thinking about other people and just being able to, you know, think of the bigger picture and be like, okay, great, if they're saying we have to do this, let's do this, let's do that, and just not take everything just as black and white, just people who are able to move in the gray, you know, because there's so many change, so many things that change and you can plan and think, okay, we're going to do this, and then boom, you know, an actor gets sick or you get sick or whatever, you know, it's like you got to step in, you got to call in the troops, you have to, and it's like the time is ticking away because, you know, it's all money. So it's, uh, and and those are all things that have nothing to do with beating a face. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. I said nothing. 
I said nothing about, oh, yeah, girl, make sure you beat that face of people who know how to highlight and contour. Ain't got nothing to do with that. <laughs> nothing. Right. <laughs> right. That's like, you know, 5% of it. You know what I mean? So I know. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. You know, De- Debbie Young, she says this all the time. She'll be like, I, I love you so much, Debbie. She'll be like, you know, girl, I will hire personality over talent any day. Any day. Mm-hmm. Like she would say, you know, talent can be trained. She's like, but if I can't roll with you, you know, and hang with you for this amount of time, like it's 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 not even worth it. I've had so many times I've worked in or on projects where people really do not get along with other people and it's because people are stubborn, you know, just not being considerate or some people who are overly considerate is just annoying to some people. <laughs> right. Just, Exactly. You know, you can't make everyone happy, but, I mean, that shouldn't, you know, be your goal. You just want to make sure that you're just showing up, being true, you're being flexible. It's just no expectations at the same time. It's um, it, it really is like a dance. <laughs> yeah, it really is. It really is. And you can be completely drained before you even touch anybody, you know, just oh, the dance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's really something. It really is something. Um, now, now, tell me a little bit about, and I hope I'm saying the name right, Real Beauty Pro. Did I say that right? Yes. Yes, yes. Okay. Real, yes, I'm sorry, Real Artist Pro, yes. Real Artist Real Pro. Real Artist it's, um, Yes, it's a program that I began um, almost two years ago, um, and it's because it came from so many people who saying, you know, how do I get in a union or how do I work on filming TV or you need to give a class and blah, blah, blah. I want to do this. I want to do that. So I'm like, you know what? I should, I should probably teach. And can I tell you, um, at first I didn't want to teach because I just didn't feel like um, I had done enough. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, from doing this, I'm like, okay, wow. Like, you know, I, I think, I think I know a little something about something. <laughs> so um, mm-hmm. it's a program where, um, where, you know, you really get prepared for film and television. And it is uh, from the, on the motion picture aspect, like I know, um, you know, there's some, you know, it, it does touch on, you know, entry-level positions as well, but as well in film and TV, but it really gets you ready for the meat and potatoes of the business. So, um, you know, we go over everything. It's, uh, I'm, it's, I'm going to, start launching my next class uh, this fall. Um, I'm just taking a little bit of a break right now because um, we are, uh, we have some great things that are coming up and, um, you know, um, on Instagram, it is at Gazi Beauty, G-O-Z-I Beauty, um, where I'll be posting things for, um, you know, people who would like to be a real artist member. So, um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. So anybody um anybody at any level can can be a part of this program, right? Well, right? Yes, anyone at any level. Okay. Um I've had people who've had years of experience to newcomers. Um but but one level that we do not take are people who haven't done makeup before. <laughs> you know, like you have to be <laughs> an established makeup artist. Because I have gotcha. had, you know, people come to me who are like, I haven't touched a makeup brush before, and I'm like, no, I'm sorry, this is not for you. But I'm um, definitely gotcha. people who are who are, you know, established and like to take their levels of careers, you know, just a bit higher, and you know, just to get a peek 
into, more than a peek into, um, you know, how to be prepared and, you know, how to keep a job and not just get one, but how to keep one. I'm so proud of my members. They are really working it out. And I'm just, you know, really blessed to have been able to witness a lot of their breakthroughs and just, I mean, I can go on and on and on about stories, but it's just being approached to, being approached by um, individuals who are in their, you know, 40s and 50s who feel like, you know, I want to do this, but I think it's too late. And then, you know, they're really in the business and they've all, I'm I'm just so blessed to witness that. So um, I'm just, you know, I'm blessed to be a vessel and happy that I'm able to, you know, have people like you all pour into my members and, you know, we just, it's a great way to just have some support when you're doing this. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, um, I, you just gave out the so your social media handle uh, for Instagram. Let's talk a little bit about social media, because mm. <laughs> I know for a long time you weren't even on social media, but uh-uh. since you since you've been on, right <laughs> since you've been <laughs> on social media, you know because we've seen. I mean, we've actually seen this whole entire not just film and television, but just makeup and beauty, the whole entire makeup and beauty industry uh, changed right before our eyes just from social media. So in regards to the film and television uh, makeup artists, let's talk a little bit about social media, uh, do's and don'ts, um, what we see that's not right, you know. And one of the things I like to mention, though, you know, if you're if you're blessed enough to work on feature film and television, you know when you do that start paperwork, I can almost promise you that there's going to be a non-disclosure agreement in there somewhere, um, and you have to sign it. And really, what 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 a lot of that is going to say is that you know the different things that you cannot talk about and you cannot say and you cannot do and you cannot post, and so. You know, we find ourselves posting pictures like us sitting on set. You know, you see the director's chairs and things like that. Um, You know, you can post those kind of things. But you don't see us posting um, pictures of the actors in costumes, um, you know, and talking in detail about specifically what we're working on because Mm -hmm. we really can't talk about it, you know. And not only not only social media, but a lot of times you can't even, if, if if somebody calls you from a magazine or something while you're working on a project, you cannot specifically talk about that if you've signed that non-disclosure agreement. You know, there's certain permissions that have to be, you have to ask for to be able to even talk to people outside of the production about it. So a lot of times you don't see on film and television um, makeup artists' Instagrams or Facebook or whatever, whatever platform they're on, you don't really see a lot from a lot of the shows. You may see a little bit sprinkled here and there, but it's not, but it's stuff that's okay to post, stuff that's okay mm-hmm. to say, but you don't see a lot of stuff posted until after the fact. Like, you know, we finished shooting and, you know, the, the movie yep. is out now. And that, by yep. that time, it's a throwback Thursday or, uh, you know, <laughs> or whatever, uh, or a flashback Friday or something. But, you know, 
or you can't. You got to wait until the television episode airs before you can show any pictures from that episode, or you know. So at that point, it's like some, for some people, for a movie, it might be a year later. For a TV show, it may be months later. Um, yeah. So let's talk a little bit about social media and you know what we've seen and how it affects us as makeup artists for feature film and TV. Yes, I'm so glad you brought that up. And to be, you know, fully transparent um, with the social media aspect, I, you know, I was not say against social media, but I just, I'm so much of a private person, so it was really hard for me to um, grasp social media and my career, like to blend them together. I'm like, what? Like, what is that all about? But until I started teaching, I'm like, okay, I see, and I see how this can help others and work instead of me I just felt like I don't want to boast about what I'm working on like that's so corny <laughs> and it's just you know like who it just wasn't natural for me to do but um I was actually really inspired um to do on my Instagram on Fridays not every Friday I'm trying to get to every Friday but it's been crazy I used to do feature Fridays because I'm like you know what there's some amazing people in the business who have 200 followers and they're like department heads of some of the biggest motion pictures or they keyed for blah, blah, blah. And they're so, you know, I'm like, you know, it's like, you know, they need to be featured, you know. Right. Or something like people, like you said, I mean, by the time we are able to post, you know, something after the um, NDA has been signed, it's sometimes it's too late for me. The pitch is lost. I done forgot. I'm on the next job, you know. So I remember some right. of the students, they would, joke, they would joke me and be like, oh, you worked on this, you worked on that. Like, who, like no one would ever know looking at your Instagram. And I'm like, well, no one really has to know because I didn't get, I don't get work from Instagram. So it's different. Right. And I don't know if it's because of my age. So, you know, sometimes some of these younger producers and directors, they may hire hair and makeup artists from Instagram. But the people who, you know, we kind of roll with, <laughs> mm-hmm. they, it's right. really old school, building relationships, mm-hmm. referrals, right. and you right. know, things like that. So I, so I actually, you know, had to try to, you know, blend in some of the newer things. And I'm I'm still trying to find, you know, directors and producers who I, I don't know of any, uh, you know, who are close to me who are like, yeah, we're going to something such as Instagram and see what they do. Because it's just, I, I don't know, I feel like it's different than doing a red carpet, than hiring someone for your wedding day or for red carpet for film and TV, because there's so many other things like, continuity, set etiquette, and, you know, being, mm-hmm. you know, on time, of course, or something like that, um, being punctual. So, um, yeah, but the social media aspect is still something that I'm just trying to find my rhythm with. I'm still not the best at it. I, I'm horrible with it, but, um, you know, I'm definitely getting better. But I will say that um, I have definitely uh, – been able to use it as far as my teaching in a great way um mm-hmm. you know just to you know the people who I've been able to you know get in contact with I mean I I, I have students you know and I've had a student who um I had in Australia and you know it's it's just it, it is a great platform but I just feel like sometimes um a lot of people um may not really you know know their rhythm I'm still trying to find my rhythm with it but um, it's just really, you know, trying to find out what do you want to post instead of just being like, hey, I'm sitting right here with this celebrity right. and I'm doing this. Right. It's like, yes, that, you know, that's cute. It brings, you know, it it brings you in temporarily. It's almost like, you know, 
the girl at the bar who, you know, got everything <laughs> hanging out, and you're looking at her like, oh, okay, and then, you know, you don't see the sweet, quiet one over here who's, you know, it's it's just, it just depends on who you want to be, you know, on social media. And um, like I said, and I say my number one thing is, you know, finding a job, but I just haven't gotten hired through social media, through Instagram. Like, oh, yeah, I saw you worked on blah, blah, blah. Can you, you know, do this? Right. I've never been, I've never, you know, most of all, uh, you know, most of my contacts have been, hey, you know, for my classes and, um, you know, I also careers along with film and television. Mm-hmm. That's a whole nother conversation. But, um, yeah. But, um, <laughs> but um, you know, things with my product line, I'm, you know, and my clothing line and things like that. But as far as real deal film TV jobs, I have not been approached through social media. Have you all? Uh, no. No, and I don't want to be. Right. <laughs> I don't want to be. <laughs> and, you know, to me, I think, to me, I feel like, I feel like it's a little unprofessional and I think if if a producer or director were to approach me through social media, I feel like that's probably not the job for me. Mm. Because to me, to me that says that you may not have any experience. You may not have been doing this for a long time. You know, I, mm. I want the I want the older producers and directors who have been doing this for a long time, who do have a little bit of old school in them. You know what I mean? That that's who I mm. want to work for. Because to and, me, know, that, to me know, that tells me that those are true filmmakers. Not that nobody coming along cannot be a filmmaker, but I, I need somebody mm. who, ha- who has a little bit of roots in the, in the industry. And not that those, that those um, old school uh, producers, you know, and I'm not saying that they would never look at your social media, but I feel like those people, those are the people who call your, who call your references. They want to know, more about who you are. Social media is not, to me, a 100% representation of who you really are. Social media is what you want people seeing, what you want people to know and to see. And some people are out there posting and making it more than what it really is. Yes. You know, right. Like, oh, yes. I worked this fabulous job and I did this. And, you know, bottom line is you flying yourself and you're not getting paid, but they don't know that. They just yeah, know you're working with a celebrity. Don't. Can so, I tell you, I've you know, actually... I... I'm actually laughing. <laughs> no, no, I, re- I was going to say, I actually, I remember um, having to pull up someone who, you know, they, they were just there for one day doing background and they were going live. You know, and I'm like, I'm following them. So, you know, my phone is like, oh, okay, such and such is going live on Instagram. And they're like, hey, yeah, you know, this is where we're at. This is what we're doing. I'm like, excuse me? <laughs> like, what? Mm-hmm. what is going on? It's like a mixture of, you know, people who are just like, oh, yeah, this is a great opportunity to blah, blah, blah. But it's like you're losing focus of, you know, the work. Like, you're here to do a job. Like, I think, you know, or is your job, you know, to promote yourself on Instagram? Like, you know, mm-hmm. I, and that was, you know, we never called that person back because it's like you're you're not, you can't be. And I know that there is some downtime and things like that, but, I mean, we were very clear as far as saying, you know, no photographs, no things like that. Right. I just finished doing, I just finished doing a job in New York and absolutely no photographs. There wasn't even a monitor. I was losing my mind, y'all. There was no monitor. I can imagine. 
Yeah, it was I can imagine. So top secret. And I didn't even want to pull out my cell phone to even call anyone because I, I didn't want anyone to think, you know, that right. just in case that I was doing something. So for someone to just go live, you know, on it was just on Periscope or whatever it was at the time, I was just like, okay, like this is just, I just need someone who's focused and who's attentive because just like that, you're going live, who knows who's slipping through, background, anything can happen. It just shows Absolutely. me that, you know, you're there for yourself. Absolutely. Yep. I feel like everybody on social media is trying to be somebody. Mm -hmm. I feel like they're trying to be so much more than they are, and they're they're portraying somebody that they they really aren't. And it's too much of a job to try to keep up with that. Like, just just be a makeup artist. Yeah, just be a makeup artist, you know. Share things that will maybe help people. Share things that will maybe, you know, get people excited about the industry, but also it will help people. It, even when you post, like, pro, uh, products that you use, yeah, you'll be surprised at how many people have never used some of those products. And they're yeah. interested in that. They're interested in that. So, you know, share That's things okay. that, 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 I mean, you don't have to share Who's on the show? Like, people will find out about it. I think it's like some people, as soon as they, they can work one day on a show and they're already mm. posting stuff on Facebook about it. And, and I, I mean, I've seen people post, um, like, the top portion of a call sheet that just shows their name, <laughs> the name of the show. I've seen people post um, part of their paycheck, the top portion that shows, um, hmm. Their name and the and the show that they're working on, and I'm like, and I would have to call Aww. those people and tell them, you cannot do that. First of all, yeah. you're possibly, you know, putting out personal information. Don't yeah. do that. Like, it's you know, you get the opportunity to work again. Don't be that excited about working that you got to post all of this stuff on on Facebook, and then you've got people responding, oh, I'm so proud of you. Oh, I knew you would make it big time. You you just take play one day. This is still a job. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, stop with all the work. It's too much. It's too much. I wish we could go back to the MySpace days when people weren't, you know, so over the top with social media. Like, people really mm. use it to connect with folks and, you know, just have mm. a good time. But this is, it's just going too far, I think. You, you're so right. Uh, back in those MySpace, MySpace days, people just used it to connect with people. And honestly, I would say people probably got more jobs then through mm. social media because it made, mm-hmm. you made connections. You got to meet people, you know, socially through MySpace, but you got to connect to people, connect with people um, and communicate with those people. And I guess, you know, if some of them liked you or willing to give you a chance, then people got jobs that way. But it wasn't so much, you know, I'm going to put all of my work out here and show people what I can do. And, um, you know, it wasn't that. Uh, MySpace mm. wasn't as sophisticated as Instagram and, and Facebook, but I think people connected and met people in the industry that they could network with, and it was uh, to me, I think it was a little bit more sincere. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm not as I, I definitely wasn't on MySpace. <laughs> I'm like I just started <laughs> with social media, but 
but it's so funny you said that when you said that I, I you know what God, I do I love social media because I can keep in contact with people you know how mm-hmm. you, we worked on jobs I can't mm-hmm. even tell you the people we worked on you know jobs with you know over 20 years ago and you know keeping their telephone number and just trying to like mm-hmm. be like oh I wonder how such and such is doing you don't want to call them up you know we're busy we're doing whatever but I do love social media for that reason I do just to keep in touch, send a quick little hello, like, oh, such and such is working on this project there. Mm-hmm. Even with the project even with the project I did in New York, I'm like, oh wow, you know, such and such is also here in New York. Let me reach out to them and I met up with some folks, you know, for tea and lunch and it was a great way to connect and keep in contact with folks because I'm like, oh yeah, they're posting that they are in New York, so that's great. But like you said, mm-hmm. it's another thing to to try to, you know, like to be you know, be somebody, quote unquote, somebody, just try to prove like, hey, I'm worthy, I'm working, and this is what I do. And, you know, I mean, I I get it, you know, people, they look at it as, you know, of course, a virtual business card. Um, But at the same time, I know a lot of producers, and, uh, you know, even actors, they will look at your social media to make sure that you are you know, they go right. into the type of person that they think you are by through your social media. Right. You know, so if you have exactly. photographs of every single thing that you're doing, that might be a turnoff for some celebrities who are like, mm-hmm. uh, she's gonna put she's gonna put me out there like that. I may not like her because she's gonna, you know, I can tell that right. she's you know one of those kind of folks. But I mean, but at the same time, exactly. that might they may see a bunch of people with celebrities like, oh great, like that's oh they are legit. You know, so it just depends on. The client and who's looking at your stuff and you know what it, it's definitely a balance if that's needed and you know what else don't use facebook because i see this a lot on facebook don't use facebook as a as a place to go and vent about what happened on set that day that you weren't happy with oh my goodness <laughs> you yeah. know what i mean i mean i've, I've even seen people who who work in offices and hospitals and they get on Facebook and they complain about their bosses and what happened at work. Uh, don't you think oh my goodness. they can get on Facebook and see that stuff? Man. That's not, what is it? How many, how many degrees of separation? Mm. Six. Right. Mm. You, remember the, you remember the young lady who got on uh, Facebook using um, like poster board cards and yes, and, Giving messages, messages to her, uh, her, uh, <laughs> her boss, her, and he came yes. right back on with cars and fired her behind. <laughs> yes, you know they see that, <laughs> and if they don't see it, somebody else sees it and tells them. That's true. That is so but, true. You know, you just be so true. Very, very careful with social media. Very careful. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was a lot of things I wanted to talk about tonight, but. First of all, we went over time, and second of all, we're running out of time. So I know it's late, and I don't want to, you know, hold you any longer. But I just want to ask this one last thing, and maybe everyone can kind of chime in. Um, What do you guys think are the most three important things that film and TV makeup artists should know or should do? And I'll just start by saying, and we talked about one of these tonight, I think uh, continuity is very, very important. 
to to know mm-hmm. and to learn. And I know when you first start, it may be kind of you know challenging, but it's something that you should you should um, learn to master. And then we should know different time periods. You know, if yeah. if you know people people don't realize that 1980 and 1990 is a period. Then when you say period makeup, they're <laughs> thinking the 30s and the 40s. You know, mm-hmm. 1800s is a period. So, you know, just doing your research um, and, and making sure you know the different the different time periods. And then I feel like, and we even mentioned this earlier too, that we all have to learn how to be team players. Leave the personal mm-hmm. agendas at the door. We come into work and we have to work as a team. That's how we get it done. So those are, those yeah. are my three things. Mm, they're good. I thought that was the combination three things. Okay. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to go first, guys? Or you want to? <laughs> no, I'll go. Okay. <laughs> you can finish yeah. strong. No, joking. No. Okay. Uh, I, I would say you know because mine was definitely re- research, preparation, communication. Mm-hmm. But I know you said research already. But communication, I think, is is up there as well. Um, just because there's so many people that, you know, they just, they'll just be harboring certain feelings and just won't talk and, or they'll just assume certain things. And it's like, hey, like you have to communicate. It's film and television is all about overly communicating to each other. It's like, hey, yeah. five more minutes, four more minutes, right. da, 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 da. you know, it, 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 it sounds crazy, but that is how we are able to be efficient in this business. You have to, um, and uh, what was my other? Oh, I lost my other one. Mm, it's getting late. So sorry, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> communication. Oh, yeah. I'm definitely preparation and preparation meaning, you know, the day before, days before your, the project, you know, look and see, you know, where you're going to be. You don't want to just put something in your GPS when you wake up in the morning and you're driving there and you get in your car. I always map out where I'm going the day before, a few yeah. days before. I'm like, I don't want any mistakes, <laughs> nothing to right. hold me, hold me, you know, to be late. Um, and then uh, my last thing I would say, would be definitely you want to have, uh, you just have to know it's bigger than you. Some people who may not believe in God or believe, you know, they say universe, whatever it is, you've got to know that you are just a little piece to the puzzle, that it's a bigger thing going on. And it's not about just telling a story like you have to really know what your purpose is as an artist. It's period, and mm-hmm. that can go not just to film and TV, but just you know, it's like, right. hey, what am right. I here for? What am I here to you know to do? Not just hey, let me be focused and execute and do this job and beat this face. It's like you know, you could really you're we are touching people. It's an intimate job, so um, right. energy is real. <laughs> nice, so true, and then. I would say for me when you know once you're um once you're there on set working my first thing would be to follow the direction of your department head um whether mm-hmm. you know if now we all could say especially when we work with Debbie Young we all can say that you know we can we can we can learn just by Debbie's example mhm but yeah. there are a lot of depart. There are some departments out here you don't want to follow their example because you automatically know what they're doing is a little bit crazy. It's not quite right. And that and what I'm talking about, 
can't do the work. It's just who they are. They may do things that are a little different. But when your department head tells you what to do, do that. They could, they could be funny. They could be the, the craziest person or the meanest person that you ever worked for. But when mm-hmm. they give you a directive, follow that. Um, the second thing would be to be a good listener, be a, a, you know, a good observer. If you, you know, if you sit on set and you're very new to the game, watch everybody else on set. Mm. Watch what they're doing. Watch what they're talking about. Watch what they're saying. You know, you don't always have to talk about it. Just listen. Just listen to what people are saying and, and watch what people are doing and learn from that. Sometimes you can learn what not to do just watching people, and sometimes you can learn what to do by watching people. And the very last thing is <laughs> know your craft. When you come to work, know what you're doing. Don't lie and tell somebody that you can do something that you can't do. So study your craft and know your craft. Mm-hmm. And if you can't do it and they ask you to do it, be so. honest about the fact that you can't do it. Yeah, you can't be practicing. <laughs> right. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, Miss Gazi, so I know I've asked you this off you know, offline, so but we always ask our guests at the end of the show what their definition of beauty is. So would you mind sharing your definition of beauty with us? Um my definition of beauty would be how to relentlessly be a blessing, just no matter the situation. <laughs> All right. Nice. Sounds good to me. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We'll have to definitely get you back um, back on the line. We initially, this was initially supposed to be a panel, um, so... Um, don't be surprised if we ask you to come back on when we put the panel oh, back together. Oh, yes, I would love to. Thank you, ladies, so much. I just, I know you ran out of time, but you all, you both, I mean, 10 years, this is, I remember when you all first started, and I remember listening in, and you are just inspiring so many artists, and um, just with great information, and, you know, it's just, it's just really, um, yeah, we're we're grateful to have you all, <laughs> seriously. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Well, we're not going to hold you any longer. Again, thank you, and um, we'll be chatting with you real soon. All righty, ladies. Thank you, Janice and Janice. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. All right. Have a good night. And we'll be right back after this. How would you like to become friends with benefits? I'm sure that got your attention. I'm talking about friendsbeauty.com, now offering a benefits discount program to all of our friends. That's right. Professionals that qualify can save up to 40% and non-professional consumers up to 10% just for setting up a free account online. At Friends Beauty, we offer a huge range of products, including beauty makeup, special FX and theatrical makeup, skincare, wigs and extensions, 
styling tools, and more with thousands of brands at the best prices. We've been in business since 1940 and pride ourselves on ensuring our friends have the best shopping experience ever. Sign up for our Friends Discount Program and shop with us today at Friends, that's F-R-E-N-D-S, no I, beauty.com friendsbeauty.com. We also offer studio services for production orders at 818-691-1294. That's 818-691-1294. Join our program and become a friend with benefits today. All right, we are back. Thank you so much for uh, tuning in tonight. Another thank you to Ghazi for being our guest. Um, And for those of you who are out there who are filming makeup artists, television, um, if you have additional questions um, that, or if we, you know, you didn't, we didn't answer your questions tonight, but you would like to have your questions answered, please uh, reach out to my sister and I at askdeniseandjanice at gmail.com. We'll be glad to uh, answer your questions. Um, you can also send us messages at beautygirlsmedia at gmail.com. And just a quick note really quickly, um, you heard me just ask our guest what her definition of beauty is. Uh, we are going to be soon rolling out our definition of beauty campaign on Instagram, and we want to know what your definition of beauty is, how you define beauty. Um, you can email us your response along with a picture of yourself. You can also email us um, a MPG um, file of no, it shouldn't be any longer than 90 seconds, uh, telling us what your definition of beauty is, and we can play it right here on Beauty Talk Radio. Um, let's see, what other way can you do it? Let's see. Email us a picture and your definition, or you can send an MPG file to us, and we'll play it here on the radio. Um, oh, or you could also email us a video um, of you saying what your definition of beauty is, and we'll post that to our Instagram page as well. You can follow us on Instagram at beauty underscore talk underscore media. The email um, where you can send everything to is beautygirlsmedia at gmail.com. You can uh, follow us on Twitter at beauty underscore talk, and we are on Facebook at beauty talk online. Again, thank you uh, for tuning in. We're going to continue this conversation um, several weeks from now, though, but um, next Sunday is Easter. We will not have a show. And then the Sunday after that, I believe we may be working that night, so we may not have a show, but we'll keep you posted uh, to that. But we'll definitely um, be back on air in April. We'll just let you guys know when in April. It's either the second week or the third week. All right, so we'll keep you posted. But again, thank you guys for tuning in tonight. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening, and have a beautiful and blessed week. Good night, everybody. Good night.